Yep. You hear that? This is Aqua's Barbie Girl, posted by Jordan. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. I picked this movie because it was the newest movie on Netflix. It had a big cast of Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, and Kevin Bacon, right? So we're talking about the critically acclaimed book, now Netflix movie, Leave the World Behind. Eric, how the hell are you doing? I am excited to talk about this because it's screenplay and directed by Sam Esmail. Who is this guy? Oh, he's just a dude. He became popular probably because of Mr. Robot. Oh, he created Mr. Robot? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, I've never seen Mr. Robot, but I always liked uh, uh, Rami Malek. So uh, I'm assuming then I would like this guy's work. Maybe? I don't know. Uh, he's He's got some stuff here and there. Ian, let me pull him up, actually. I wonder if he's got some more stuff that we're not familiar with. But he does seem to be a particular type of director where he likes to make movies that, well, are, are thinking man movies. I think that's a good <laughs> way of putting that, right? Right. No, I mean, like, the soundtrack was definitely interesting. The opening credits, not often do you get hippity-hop in the opening credits. Uh this guy does have a signature with music. Mr. Robot was known to have some music and two star musicians. There were a lot of rappers that were surprisingly okay. good actors in Mr. Robot. Joey Badass and Young M.A. Just to name a few. I don't know who they are. Come on, you're you're a rapper, aren't you? You're with the the beeping and the bopping. Can I tell you, since you're talking about something I don't know about, you want to feel old? You want to feel old real quick? Um, feel old every day. I was, I was told today by a 21-year-old female uh, that she's never heard of Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I, I was upset. That's that, sir, is a sign of the world working. It's <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Uh, it was just she was just talking about her first concert that she went to was Taylor Swift. And I said, my first concert was Limp Biscuit, And then she went, who's that? And I was like, Nookie, break stuff. No. And she was like, I, I don't know. Uh, allegedly the cause of the fires of Woodstock 99. And she said, what's Woodstock 99? And I went, are you serious? And I said, what year were you born? And she was 2002. And I said, oh, I was a sophomore in high school. Never mind. Yeah. Do you feel better now? <laughs> So, sorry, we're segueing, but uh, you bring up two rappers I've never heard of. I swear, though, when it comes to music, when it, when it's a trend wave, people need to realize what, what you know what meme music is, and like Limp Biscuit represented that little blip, right? Like dubstep represents that little blip in the two thousands that nobody wants to talk about. We're just gonna pretend like that doesn't exist. Nobody wants to pretend like bro step wasn't a thing, Jordan. It was a thing, and those people who were fans, I they. I know where you are. Yeah, I'm one of them. Not, I don't know what bro step is, but I'm a fan of Limp Bizkit, Corn, Stained, Cold, uh, you know, Puddle of Mud, those 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 bands. Hooba Stank, if you will, Whoa. Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. But let's go back to this movie. What are we talking about again? Um, leave the World Behind. So I don't know. This was based off of a book. Um, 
immediately I was ticked off because I turned on Netflix to watch it and I paused, right? Because I don't I paused to see what the runtime is and I'm pushing two and a half hours. So I'm like, okay, a small cast, two and a half hour film. You've already pissed me off. Did the runtime piss you off? It it I sighed. I did a oh boy. But right. again, it's I, I, I like Sam. So I, I know that say, all right, man, I'll just stick with you and let's go. I have a question. I don't remember at all. Correct me if I'm wrong. Your memory's better than mine. I don't remember you and I complaining at all that the Batman was three hours. And if we didn't complain, why are we complaining about everything else? Is it because a movie like the Batman requires us to have three hours of attention and this movie doesn't? Or do you and I just both feel that an hour and a half is what doubt that. I, I feel that it's one of those very few and rare times where anything that's three hours long, we're going to comment on it. We're going to say that that is an investment. And for a filmmaker, you have to know that you are asking of your audience that they're sitting down and giving up a big chunk of their day to watch your piece. So it better be damn good, buddy. You better not waste my Oh, you know, I was about to... Yeah. I wished your team. Great. <laughs> but if it is shorter, then there's that window. I I, I want to say that you can make your drama over two hours. Just over two hours seems to be kind of the average, right? That two and a quarter, two hour, two and oh. a quarter seems to be a very, very popular runtime for anything that's not a comedy or a children's movie, you know, something quick with the, that 90-minute runtime. I think this needs to be two hours. I, it, it doesn't Quarters need to be two and a half. Minutes. Two hours, I, I, I feel just fine. It need to cut 30 minutes, and boy, do they do, and we'll speak about it. Um, Julia Roberts is in this, right? Married to Ethan Hawke and two unknown kids, right? Wakes up. They're in New York City, modern day, I'm assuming. And she's just like, hey, bud, um, booked us an Airbnb. We're leaving. I hate people and go right into hippity hop music. And I'm like, oh, this is this is interesting. That, that caught my attention because it's not your traditional. This kind of movie, knowing what you're going into, you're expecting dreary. You're expecting orchestra, right? You're you're you're, you're ex- experiencing something different. Um, so I was like, oh, OK, we're getting hip hop in the opening credits let's go okay i'm interested and bored instantly as soon as the credits get done <laughs> uh because I, I mean people i mean i'm i am not gonna spoil my thoughts right but like you have a very small cast and possibly the end of the world is happening and you barely see anything in a very luxurious house in upstate New York, right? Upstate New York? Where? Or they in New Jersey? They are in the city, they said, right? No, no, when they go to the house, when they go to the Airbnb. That's not the city. Well, so there is a bit of the online warriors that have attacked this because at the end of the movie when through the characters uh, look onward and get a view of the city... Right, that's like destroyed. Right. It, they they were quick to point out the geography, saying that oh, if they were there, then they're probably in something like Nassau County, 
And it doesn't look like that. There's no farm out there because Ethan Hawke was driving in the farm. And just the oh, saying that there's a lot more people. It's not. It's not secluded. There's there's a lot more neighbors. Right. Just quick to poke holes in in the location. So wh- whatever. Who cares? Right. You, you want to no, You know what? Actually, I think that is New York City because. Sam Esmail, let me pull it up. I'm pretty sure he confirmed that this movie is in the Mr. Robot universe. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, so we get the family, right? Julie Roberts, the mom, Ethan Hawke, the husband, the two kids. They go to this very, very nice Airbnb, right? And they lose uh, cell phone signal. TV's not working. Right. I mean, nothing really happens. Right. Now, this movie's supposed to take place over, what, three days? Uh, but nothing really happens, right, when they go to the actual house. Where I start getting interested in is the little things. And the little things there is that they go to the beach, right? This is when I start to pique my interest. They go to the beach, and the one thing that I will really, really give this movie credit on, that I like when movies do this, is that they have something going on in the background that if you're not looking for it, you're going to miss it, right? Yeah. But I noticed it right away that there was this huge ship in the background. Looks like it's not moving, but it is slowly towards the beach where everybody's hanging out at. And the director decides to just make us aware of it and then move on, right? I like when they do that. They did it in Jaws, right? Spielberg did that in Jaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, a more recent movie is you remember in it we reviewed it and uh, the kid was reading the book and behind him was the old lady that was clearly Pennywise staring at him in the background. Yeah, how Pennywise right. would just kind of make those appearances. Right. So this is really really good in my opinion. Do you agree with me? Do you find this kind of technique annoying? What did you think of background or not background but foreground oil tanker or big ship? And then just moving on and every so often come back. No, to this it. is a reason why I like Sam and his his method. He often includes a lot of detail in his shots in, in wide shots, too. So you're taking a lot in. You have to see everything and note what is maybe unique about a scene or, you know, where they're at. He's he's always good at that. It's one of those directors where. Uh, things are puzzles. He he kind of puts clues and little little hints, little drops everywhere. Every, every character is there on purpose or as a thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I found unique actually is that every character in this movie represented an online stereotype, kind of what you would imagine these people to be personified in real life. Julia Roberts being the Karen. Ethan oh, Hawke. Oh, really? Ethan Hawke kind of being the the. Stoner drug addict, uh, horny porn addict, father, the okay. teenager being the troll, being the okay. nihilist, and who cares? I don't care. And okay. invading privacy, obviously taking pictures and inappropriately. Mm-hmm. The Lisa Simpson, who is just there to learn and just kind of like, hey, did you see, you know seeing all the innocent stuff? Like, hey, did you see the animals? Hey, did you see the boat? And just right. Kind of being, using it, seeing it differently than everybody else. Okay, okay. Yeah, 
All and right. So I, is this actually his choice? Is this hypothesis? Like, is this your college thesis, or is this actually what he's going for? This is my college thesis. This is what I'm observing. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get that. I just, I just got it as I actually was on Julie Roberts' side for a good chunk of this movie. So what happens is we have this big ship in the foreground every so often people on the beach, you know, we're not paying attention, not paid attention, you know, Hey, where's Billy? He's, he's, he's on his raft. There's no shark. Don't worry. And all of a sudden the Lisa Simpson character, right? Uh, the 13 year old girl is like, I think that ship's getting really, really close. And all of a sudden people didn't realize. And then Ethan Hawke and everybody run away. Right now, ship lands we don't see anybody on the ship right this is big um transportation ship i don't like it you know i was i was wondering if, if tom hanks was going to come out and go i was trying to avoid the pirates but no no not funny nope okay <laughs> tried that one uh i just remind me of that ship Anyway, he goes back, and this is where everything's kind of crazy, right? TV's down, cell phone's down again, blah, blah. That night is where we get the the plot of going, right? They get a knock at the door, and it's this man. Now, his last name's Ali, right? What's his right? The Mahershala. actual actor's name? Mahershala? Jesus. Mahershala Ali? Yeah. Okay, all right. I was going to say Mustafa Ali. That would be incorrect. Mustafa Ali is <laughs> funny. Is, well, to be to, to be correct. fair, uh, there is a Mustafa Ali uh, in in WWE. So that's, that's <laughs> yes. Well, to be uh, fair, this is Mahershala Ali, the actor. Yeah, uh, he plays GH, and he knocks on the door of this house, and he has, which I thought was a wife at the beginning, but it's his daughter. He's just like, hi. Or uh, I don't know what Julia Roberts' name was. Let's say Karen. Amanda. Let's Amanda. He's like, hey, Amanda. And she's like, yeah. You would freak out. I would freak out, right? If somebody knocks on the door, right, and be like, hi, uh, Eric. You're like, ooh, am I being served, right? Uh, but she's just like, yeah. And he's like, hi, this is my house. Like, that's an interesting plot, right? He did not open with that. And that's what was dumb about this is. Yeah, he did. Why, he, he got to it eventually, but he did that. That hiccup, you know, oh, hey, sorry to disturb you this late at night. I was just wondering, you know, they had that little step because he plays he it got good. there. Well, it's still, I, I guess, in hindsight, we know now it's because he, he allegedly was, knows, yeah, because he knows everything. So he's still probably toying with the idea of how to play this. Do does he keep these people here? Does he? get them out of the house and just survive with his daughter. How does he go about, what's his next play? I, I think he's trying to get a read on these people and see how testing them. But again, I'm only saying that now because I, I've seen the movie. Whereas before watching this, I'd be like, what the flip is this guy? If I was Julia Roberts or, or uh, Amanda or Clay, I'd have to ask him, be like, hey, if you're the owner of this house, how would you, what would you want the people renting the, the house to do if a stranger comes knocking at the do at your door? Oh, I'll ask more questions than that. Julie Roberts eventually asked after they invite them in, but it was, let me see your ID. I was like, you asked that in the beginning. Uh, hey, I know your cell phone doesn't get reception, but I know 
that even if you don't have service, you can still have you can still have your viewed emails, right? You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, Eric? I do, yeah. So pull out your phone. I'll pull out my phone, right? And then we'll see our emails back and forth uh, to see that this is actually who you are, right? Those are the questions I would be asking. Uh, she was asking not all the right questions, but she was. Ethan Hawk was just, yeah, come on in. I'm naive and stupid. Yep. Typical. Right. Typical yeah, I play, just, huh? I'm not worried about you. I survived South Central with Denzel Washington. Is he supposed to be a Chad? Is that maybe what it is? I don't know. You don't like my joke again either. God, I'm overdue tonight. (laughs) (laughs) God, I thought that one would have got you. No, I've been missing. That's my fault, maybe. No, I've been missing. I've been missing. I'm sorry. No, but like, so these people, I mean, like, this is is a very good concept. This, I feel, is a lot better overall, this movie. I feel is a lot better post-apocalyptic movie than what Cab Knock the Cabin was. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I mean, like Knock the Cabin had some ick about it, and I don't mean I, I, I don't know how to describe it, right? But Knock the Cabin just didn't seem right. It didn't seem like there was a full well, vision on the it. The difference I think between the two is this one has an element of realism to it that there's some plan, that there's some thing, some organization that it was able to, to, to pull it off. And Sam has done this before with Mr. Robot, where a group of hackers was able to hack the planet, as, as it were. And, right. Yeah, and I, the uh, the other movie, the, what the hell is it, uh, Knock at the Cabin, adds this... I don't know. I, I want to say religious element. Like the, it's the, a bib- yeah, it was yeah, in the world. Exactly. Like a four horseman thing. And That's so exactly there's a bit of a supernatural were. element to it where you're just kind of like, geez, like, am I supposed to believe this? These people who just turn on TVs and be like, this is what happened. It'll happen to you next if you don't do this. Whereas in this one, it, it's you don't know what what's happening. You, right. You, we First time watcher going in cold, you were finding out Along with everybody else, you're in you're in the dark. You because I had I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea either. Uh, all I knew was from the trailers, and I mean, like, again, I actually think this is some of the strongest parts of the movie. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but when G uh, when GH right and his daughter knock on the door and they get in, they try to get in, and then uh, after they get in, GH is fumbling because he would have a key to the liquor cabinet to refund them back their thousand dollars. Okay, that's interesting. This is a very interesting plot. I don't know if it's a, a writing choice. I don't know if it's the actors, a combination, but I never trusted him and his daughter from the moment I saw him all the way to the credits roll. You know what I mean? Like, I don't trust them. Because the daughter keeps on saying, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it was a, what was it, like a factory hack? Or what'd she say? It was a, somebody was hacking. Yeah, she was throwing out ideas. Sure. Well, she wasn't throwing out ideas. Like, in my opinion, she, she was, was she saying. She was the entire time she was saying that she took it seriously. It could be this. And then she kept on kind of narrowing it down to saying that, oh, well, it could be global. It, it, it could be in the satellite. I think it she could knew. Be, it could be she this. Knew. It could be. Nuclear. She knew. Did she did not? It may, she, I don't think she knew. Yeah, she did. 
I mean, I don't trust her, and that's what's great about the movie at the end, right? Is that well, she did the movie say to us. her dad that she wanted them out of the house. Like that's the plan to run out of the house. But again, I think that she's just a young girl that is that knows something's up. She has the the thought. I think and, her she knew dad all along. told her. She said that she knew something was going on, that this wasn't a normal blackout, and that she wanted those people out so that she could be alone. Right. But knowing what we know at the end, we'll talk about it, right? But I think that's going to be a big chunk of this review because I have a lot of opinions. Uh, but I think him and her knew all along. And I think that... Uh, when they pulled up to the house and they saw that the Clay and company were there, oh shoot, they're here. We got to try to get in. And here we go, right? Next day is day two, right? Day two. And this is where Clay, Ethan Hawk, is going to go out and explore. He's going to go back to the town to try to see if anybody can help him. In the meantime, we forgot about this, but again, the movie, when the family arrives into the town, uh, the camera decides to show us Kevin Bacon, who was a survivalist, straight out of Last of Us, Nick Offerman style, uh, packing his trunk full of stuff to get ready because that's what he is. He's a contractor, but he's also a survivalist, right? Yep. So move forward now, day two. Uh, Clay's going to go out to the town to see if he can find somebody. And then GH is going to go wander around. Everybody's going to split up. The one thing that you don't do when you have no other forms of communication is split up. Right, Eric? You and I would never do this. Jordan, right? you're back here or, in one hour. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll be right back. Right now. Eric, if, 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 our, if, if us four, you, me, and the wives, are stuck in a house... And the wives say, I have an idea. Let's split up. You and I would both have that comedic double look at each other and say, uh, we review movies. No. No. Oh, that's a ridiculous we do not split up. thing to right? say. Yeah. You don't split up. Uh, cool shot of the movie. GH goes to the beach and he sees a bunch of bodies and a bunch of plane, like just like just debris from. Planes, which doesn't help my fear of flying any 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 matter. And then he looks up, and a plane comes out of nowhere, crashes. Blah 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 blah. Uh, in the meantime, uh, it is alleged that his wife is on a plane to Morocco. Possibly, we yeah. don't know what happens with her. Clay, I didn't know this until the end of the movie. Maybe I wasn't paying attention, but the movie is straight up is telling us that Clay is a nitwit, Ethan Hawke. And that he relies so much on technology that he cannot find his way to the town. Correct. That's stupid. Well, I guess it's not stupid. I yeah, mean, he, he, they're trying to paint him what is it, as a useless man. That's what he says, but I don't believe that. The reason why I don't believe that is because he's, he's older than us, right? He's in his 50s, maybe, in real life. So you're going to tell me that a 50-year-old guy doesn't at least know directions i mean we could find the town right yeah sure but i i i've met some dumb human beings jordan maybe this guy is just one of those he's a professor of media is that what it is me yeah what does that mean does that mean like facebook professor of facebook yeah is that what that is i don't know i don't know but he runs in the in the middle of a country road he runs into this um 
Hispanic lady that's speaking Spanish and he doesn't understand what she's saying and he, he can't rely on technology to translate. So he's just like, I don't know what you're saying. I'm going to go. Right. And he goes, and then there's a drone flying overhead that looks like it's dumping stuff. We can't really see. And eventually it's dumping flyers. Yeah. Um, which allegedly says uh, it has a snake on it and it's in Arabic, right? And it says death to America. Death to America. And the son knows that because of call of duty. I'm assuming something. Right. I'm not going to Eric... pretend I know what, <laughs> what language or what it said. You ever play grand theft auto vice city? Oh yeah. All right. Can I, can I be obscure for a minute? Um, do you know that there was a mission that I hated so much in Grand Theft Auto Vice City? It was a you know how Grand Theft Auto is known for even if, if it's a main story mission, they're known for really, really stupid missions to progress the story. Oh yeah. W- one of them in Vice City was you had to steal a plane and fly around Vice City and just dump endless supplies of flyers. Oh yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that one. Took me like 30 tries to complete that thing. There's always one. There's always one mission. Right? There's always that, right? And when this drone was flying, <laughs> for some reason, because maybe I'm playing GTA 5 again to prepare for GTA 6 in a couple of years, but like, as soon as that drone came towards Ethan Hawke and all these flyers are everywhere, I'm just like, <laughs> that was that mission? And it pissed me off. Um, while this is going on, uh, Lisa Simpson is now a deer whisperer. Mm-hmm. We've seen this before, right? I mean, like, and 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 like all the ring years two, of... right? Thank you. I was thinking the ring two, like, like the animals know, right? Especially the deer know, right? Yeah. What the flipping? Uh, so I think I have a lot the, of the, about the did we hear the background comment that? Because of the interruption of all of the electronics and whatever everything else, it, it it messes with the patterns that nature runs, that, that the migration patterns. Okay. Did you did okay. you hear anything about that? Yeah, I did, but I mean like I mean you thought of Ring Two, I thought of American Horror Story New York. That was another thing about deer that they bring in. No? Doesn't ring a bell? Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm trying to read to see if, if okay. they explain why there was hundreds of deer <laughs> that would stand in the backyard and watch some little girl swim. Well, okay, so just kind of <laughs> kind of give my reference. Uh, there's a lot of references. So I'm a big fan of American Horror Story, the show. Not all the seasons. Some of the seasons are really bad, but there was one called uh, New York. Right. And it, and it was and it took place in the very early 80s, like 81, 82. Right. Eric, you are a very smart man. What pandemic hit New York in the very early 80s? No. OK. The AIDS epidemic. Wasn't that San Francisco? No, it was New York as well. Oh, well, yeah. So um, in the like first two episodes of that series of American Horror Story in New York, all the deer on an island were dying of a mysterious virus and they couldn't figure it out. I mean, so it's like, I bring that up because I'm like, oh, the deer somehow know about everything. 
And it seems like it's becoming a pattern. Well, it's just another movie or a series or form of media where the animals are different from the humans, right? Right. I got a lot to say about the deer. <laughs> can I just connect? I, I, I don't. There's can a I... few things that, that were puzzling me I, that I didn't understand about the deer. Because yeah. I don't. There, that one scene in the shack, like. Let's Migration patterns be damned. That has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> what was right. that all about? So Karen, Julia Roberts, and GH's daughter. Uh, this is towards the end of the movie. Um, they Ruth is her name. Ruth. They go to look for Rose, the Lisa Simpson character, and uh, they stumble upon this cabin in the woods. No pun intended. And you know they're hearing noises outside the cabin. And it's clearly it's deer running in the background, and I, I I was laughing out loud so loud that my wife came in because you know I'm watching this movie in in my office at home and my wife was like what's so funny because they have I don't know fifty maybe a hundred deer surrounding the cabin like getting ready to strike Gh's daughter and Julia Roberts just goes nuts and you know these deer are not there. And like in real life when they're filming this and she's just screaming, flailing her arms, Julia Robertson, like she's a crazy person. Acting. Like, and I was laughing <laughs> like that was bad. Did you I, agree with me? Do you oh, not yeah. agree? With me? No, exactly. I was laughing. I was really wondering why though. Why, why would the deer do that? What were those deer doing? They right. To right. Take, it was, were they saying, get on our backs and we'll, and we'll, bring you to the house or well, were they going to, yeah. were they going to attack? Were they going to savagely uh, gouge them and, and kill it? It's like, what, what do I, deer do that? Do humans? Has there been a case depends, of a deer? Human on the death? Movie. I'm just saying like, I mean, she was horrible. And in, in, in this part, I'm not saying she was bad in this movie. She was Julia Roberts was horrible in this part. Oh, did like we... that was hard to watch. What movie? Oh, did we watch something where someone got killed with some antlers? There was a movie called Antlers. Oh, man. No, I feel like it was something like in like Cocaine Bear or like Rambo. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. I'm just saying, okay, so ultimately, though, I want to go back to where we were, but this whole deer scene with Julia Roberts at the end is, 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 is horrendous, right? I mean, it's bad. Yeah. She she was bad in this. She was really bad. Yeah, she uh, was whatever in this. She's obviously just she, doing Julia Roberts thing. The, the, I don't think she was the the bad thing about this, Jordan. I, I really don't. Although really the, okay, she was fine. The decisions that her characters have to make was kind of silly. Like that Tesla scene. I I don't. Let's understand. talk about the Tesla scene. Because there was plenty of room on either side of that road, and you got right. a jeep. Just it's not like Let's that was go. a bumpy road. Just just. To turn left, just turn off the road. Right. So, okay, it's so the Tesla scene. So, kind of lead up to the Tesla scene. Uh, brother and sister out in the woods. Brother does a stupid story to scare his sister. And we blatantly see a tick on the brother's uh, leg, right? So, nowadays, because of Avril Lavigne, uh, we think if you get bit by a tick, you're automatically going to get Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the brother takes the tick off. You know, and it goes about his business. The family's had it. They're done. Right. The next day they're done. The family's going to get in the car. They're going to go to her sister's house in New Jersey. And all of a sudden to get on the road to the highway, 
there is, I don't know, hundreds of Teslas, white Teslas that are all crashed. And she gets out of the car, Julie Roberts does, and she's like, nobody's driving the cars. And out of nowhere, these Teslas come out of nowhere and just starts running into the other Teslas. And you're 100% right. I thought about the two when I was watching this movie because you have the road, but on the right side, you just go to the right and you're kissing up against the rocks where the water is, but you still have enough room because you have a Jeep to get around. But I think they did that for a purpose because when the, because when the camera decides to turn out and turn weird on its access, you get to see that every major highway is full of cars wrecked. Yeah. Right. So they so they go back, and that, this is that go ahead. weird camera turn that you had said there too. That that happens quite often in this movie. Yeah, um, they're not acute angles. I remember that from film school, right? There's not a because you got an acute angle, which is kind of like the, this was like a complete like it feels like a turn full, on its yeah, yeah flip side. It was not like an acute angle. It wasn't like Batman sixty six, right? It was kind of tilted. It was all the way. Yeah, um, or, if you're, or like pull the camera like have it fall forward you know and do the yeah. full uh ceiling shot kind of follow through to go upside down it, it is a lot it's a lot it's a lot um also what it's a lot is the director to ask the audience to sit through the next 30 minutes because oh my god eric did i go to the bathroom to pee a lot during this so they go back to the house and we are being led to believe that everybody's talking to everybody else, right? So, like, uh, Julia Roberts is talking to G.H., and they're supposed to be bonding. Clay, Ethan Hawke, is talking to G.H.'s daughter, and they're bonding over weed and sex talk, you know? And it's just like, what? I Like, is this movie trying to seriously tell us that these people are going to cheat on their spouses? Like, is, is this really what the movie's asking us to believe right now? This is nonsense. I was so bored because I'm calling it right out. I don't know if this is you. With, I mean, tell me if you're disagreeing with me, but I'm like, I say out loud, oh, this is the this is the drama of the movie. This is where we're supposed to get to humanizing things. No, like, I, this, I had, this sucks. I had said it out loud a few times, just an audible eye roll, just waiting for the next thing to, to get because, right, this or the dancing scene. Oh yeah, though. Really? Yeah, what was, you, yeah. I, I it was hard to watch. I think <laughs> I think I covered my eyes. <laughs> yeah, because because she because she straights up says like like I don't like you to GH. Julie Roberts says that, and then he tells her a joke or something, right? And then she's like, I like you, and then he goes into this what I believe is the truth, right? He said that he I'm gonna butcher the story. But they were having a drink, and G.H. said that uh, that he has a friend, I don't know, some importance, who will laugh at anything, will laugh at a joke or laugh at something. And then he saw his friend like the night of the blackout or the night before the blackout mm -hmm. and said some stupid joke or stupid thing. And his friend was like, take care of yourself, like doesn't laugh. And... It was like, I think he knows something that's going on. That's when Julie Roberts is like, I don't like you. And he's like, well, let me win you back by dancing and taking you to a to a, to a book depository in the yeah, house. It's a, it was a record in his I, albums. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, but, yeah, so 
bad. He was really basically bad. saying that his client was like some Bohemian Grove member, right? Right. Some ultra elite Illuminati, and just kind of foretelling warnings uh, that something was uh, coming, something's on its way. What is GH? Because okay, I was confused. Maybe I was half paying attention, but I thought GH was like a musician dude. <laughs> he's not. He says he's on the board of the Philharmonic, but uh, he he's on the board, so he's fancy. Yeah, but he says that he worked what finance. Gotcha. The next thing, well, actually, we didn't talk about the. The weird sound that everybody heard, because that gets brought up at the end. Everybody hears this weird screeching sound. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was like, what, end of night, one night, two. But we're getting to the end of it, to where I think where the bulk of this conversation is going to go. Where uh, Archie, is that the son's name? Yep. Archie wakes up out of bed, and he starts pulling out his teeth with no fuss at all. He's just like, Oh, oh, my teeth, and oh, my teeth, and oh, my teeth, right? Oh, <laughs> he yeah, just pulling exactly. out his teeth, and then, and then, uh, he said he got bit by a tick, and immediately somebody's like, "Oh, Lyme disease," you know, we should, we should figure this out. And then this is when D, uh, GH says, "Hey, Kevin Bacon's down the street. He's a survivalist, but also he's a contractor to help model this house. Let's go to him." And I get excited because I was like, oh, I forgot Kevin Bacon was in this movie. Uh, this guy's going to have the answers, right? We're going to find out what's going on. Why this is going on, Rose, the daughter, has gone missing in the night. They're, uh, so um, Julie Roberts and GH's uh, daughter is on the hunt for her. This is where the deer and the cabin scene happen, trying to find her. By the way, we didn't talk about Rose. Rose is so annoying to me because I was Rose like 15 years ago because all she could watch was friends. (laughs) Yeah. So as I brought that up and this is not a serious thing at all, but just a segue story. So it was my uh, freshman year of college and I was living at college. I was living in the dorm rooms and uh, I didn't have any money. Right. No, I mean, nobody does. Right. I'm 18, 19 years old. I had no money, but everybody, not everybody, but a good chunk of people uh, were out of the dorm hall for uh, spring break, right? For like that week. Of course. And uh, my roommate, right? And we're talking small rooms, like like as big as my office, right? Just small rooms. Um, my roommate's uh, girlfriend at the time had, remember the old um, uh, booklets of where you had all your CDs? You know, you unzipped oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's this huge thing of CDs, right? Well, instead of CDs, his girlfriend had uh, DVDs. Oh, okay. So, you know, um, I didn't want to go home. I didn't have a car. So I'm literally stuck for a week in my dorm room for first spring break. And I never saw friends at the time. So this was 2006. So I decided to put in the first disc. And I binge watched all 10 seasons of Friends, every episode for a week. Uh, Okay, got it done, baby. Why nothing else to do? Like I had no money. I had no car. I'm living in a dorm room in college. What else am I going to do? Right. So, uh, well, that well, me- did you learn a lot? You went on uh, quite the adventure. I did. I did. And it made me love friends. And then, uh, Gina, and I, it got so ridiculous after when I met Gina, my senior year, 
um, I bought a, a, a friend's. Remember, remember that board game movie? Seen it? Oh yeah. Uh, really trivia. Uh, I I bought a friend's version. Oh yeah, and, I know that one. And, right, and then Gene uh, and Gene and I would play against other couples, and we would kill it every time because that's my <laughs> that's my <laughs> movie show knowledge, you know, like your pop culture knowledge, you know. Exactly. So anyway, so having back to the movie. Um, no, no, we're, we're keep on talking about friends now. Actually, let's just right. screw the movie. It's all friends now. <laughs> hey, uh, what does Chandler Bing do? What does he do, huh? He's a he's a trans. He's a trans. He's he's a trans sponsor. That's not even a word. <laughs> um, so, you know that one? You know that one? You got that one? Okay, yeah. See now so, you got you got one. You got one. I got you. So we're back. Rose. Rose loves friends, right? She's a 13 year old girl. She loves friends. She's been watching friends and she's trying to la- watch the last episode. Right. Um, and she can't cause she's an air connection. Right. So she goes off, she goes away. We hear about these neighbors, the thorns. We don't know anything about the thorns. So mind you, the son is well, losing his teeth. Oh, she says ahead. the, the, the speech, the West wing speech. Uh, 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 which, which one about having, uh, the guy, being, skin on the guy uh, asking God to save him from the flood. Okay. Uh, do you remember that part? So, uh, she was telling the story that uh, there's a famous speech from the, from the West wing and, you know, you watch the West wing, only the Sorkin season. Like this girl, mm, she's a smart one. She knows what's she up. She would, she'd be a movie guy's host. Yes. Go ahead. And uh, the story goes that uh, there was a great flood, and uh, you know, a guy was on his boat, and uh, you know, um, before, excuse me, in the town, warned the man of the great flood coming. He's like, "Hey, God, we gotta go. We gotta leave the town. There's gonna be a great flood." He's like, "No, I'll w- I'll wait for a sign from God." And uh, the flood came. You know, he got in his boat, and uh, was someone came to help him, and he said, "No, I'm gonna wait for a sign from God." And then. You know, it got worse. A helicopter came by to, with a ladder, and he said, no, away from from aside from God. He dies. He goes to heaven, and he's furious with God. Be like, God, what the hell? And God, uh, uh, you know, why didn't you send me a sign to, to save me? God said, what are you talking about? I said, I told you on the radio, or, you know, I told you, you know, from, uh, from the guy trying to save you, and I told you from the helicopter trying to save you, you know, kind of in that way. I butchered the story real bad, of course, but. Right. In in that way is that hey I've told you I've been trying to t- uh, to tell you and she after telling that story says I'm done waiting, saying that she's taking the signs she sees the signs just as well as Ruth does that something is wrong, that everything is going wrong, and she's not wanting to wait around and find out what that wrong is, she sees the path. And she's going to take that path because that's what she knows is right. And she does so without telling the family. She's like, screw this, gets up, leaves, and goes on to obviously a real deal hookup. Allegedly. I got I got feelings and opinions about that. Um, so we get to Did Kevin Baker. Tell her the t- no, no, the flamingos in the pool did. Um, we get to Kevin Bacon's house, and this is exactly what I think would happen, right? 
two dudes that know each other, right? GH and Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon comes out with a shotgun. He's just like, hey, what's going on, GH? And GH is like, hey, bud, uh, dude's in here pulling out his own teeth. I think he may have the line. Uh, know your survivalist there. How about some antibiotics? And then, you know, Kevin Bacon's like, you should go back where you came from there, bud. And then we get this, you know, we get this, we get this standoff uh, of, of, of everything that I feel that would actually happen in real life. This is my favorite part of the movie, uh, where, where Kevin Bacon and GH and uh, Ethan Hawke are talking. Like, this is exactly what would happen. Yeah, this, this is the, the real, real yeah, this part is the real. of the movie here. I, I ain't going to help you. It's not my problem. His teeth are falling out. You got yourself a gummer. I don't know what you want me to tell you. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I got my own. Best go and get. You best go on and get the way you came back. Uh, I'm going to make know. some applesauce. And the funny thing, nice. And the funny thing is, is that he goes against everything that he says and still gives them antibiotics, which we don't know if that's going to help or not. No, no, right? no clue. And we have no obviously clue. no idea. If they even make it anywhere out of the lawn, uh, who? These three guys. They the movie ends with with them driving off. Uh, was it them driving? Oh yeah, I guess he put it in gear and, and was driving they, off. Well, well, the weather. Well, well, I mean, they pull out. We'll see. Okay, so they're in, they're in the car, and this is where we get GH's point of view. Now, this is Jordan's words. Not typically GHS, the character's point of view. I'm taking a what the movie says at face value at this point. Sure. Right? And what the movie's telling me is that GH is an Illuminati, if you will, a high up dude, right? Or maybe knows. An affiliate. He's, he, he, uh, he is uh, he, uh, he's a familiar, right? There you go. All right. There you go. A blade reference there, right? But he's a guy that knows people. <laughs> Got you on that one. And he says, that, okay, this is the way I take it, so please correct me if I'm wrong. But what we are experiencing is civil war. That the hierarchy, the Illuminati, the deep state that all these far-right MAGA people are saying in our world uh, has decided to dis just shut down everything and let nature take its course. And then we're going to see a civil war. Is that how you took it? Yeah. Or is that not? Yes. Most absolutely. A political uh, coup d'etat, as they describe. Do you like that? Now, I want to talk about some other scenes later, but his speech. Do you believe him? Do you feel that it's just a conspiracy nonsense? Do you feel that there's aliens? Do you feel it's apocalypse? It's better than the happening. Just... <laughs> Plant A. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what do you what do you think? I mean, like, I mean, this is this is cause because I'm watching the movie and I text you, oh, this is this is Trump America, Civil War. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I guess it's not that I enjoy it and thinking like, oh man, that's the greatest mind-blown thing ever it was enjoyable and it's one of those where the movie i think stayed within the boundaries of the world that it creates right because if you were to build it as the movie was in its limits 
and then suddenly it's like aliens. Well, that's a big jump, buddy. That's a right. real big jump. I understand right. that yeah. there's that there's noise, and that might explain the noise, and like the animals behaving oddly strange too. Sure, it's an easy excuse to to go there too. But then why the flyers, and then it, it just to kind of um, why the Teslas kind of certain questions there but for having it to be something as simple as the enemy turning off the light switch to disabling the Wi-Fi I think that that's fine we make reference to that Twilight Zone episode often I think we have made reference to that one where um, it's the episode on the street where right. the aliens in the mountain turn off the power in the street and they let the confusion of the neighborhood be their own downfall. That's right. exactly what we have here on a global scale or, or a, I'm sorry, a national scale with, with this, where the enemies felt that, uh, well, whatever Illuminati, that in order to disable a, a country or destabilize, is what they said, and take over, that you disable their communication so that nobody's talking to each other and then confuse everybody and then just let them shoot themselves. And I, yeah, what I, do, I, do I believe it? I believe that a lot of people who watch this movie can go, yeah, I can see that happening. Okay, so now there's <laughs> questions, right? <laughs> there's they questions. Don't look up, right? People go, yeah, I can see that happening. You're right. Yeah, we reviewed that two years ago. Um, so are they saying, like in the movie, right, one of, not the, but one of the final shots in the movie is that uh, Julia Roberts and Ruth hold hands and look over the skyline of New York City, and it is blatantly being bombed by planes. So are they saying that the Illuminati is doing this? Are they saying that the MAGA Trump people are doing this? Like because it's a civil war, right? So who's doing these bombs? Well, if you is ask the, me, it's the Koreans. Yeah. That's what that's what he said. Or the Koreans Chinese, or the Chinese. Whatever, you know. One of they them. They speak one of them. Um but but what's it saying? Or, or, or like, Open who's your dropping eyes, these bombs? Attention. Stop it. Yeah. Um that was one of the questions I left with, right? It was like who's dropping the bombs? Is it is is it our military dropping the bombs and screwing everybody up? I, lo or, I love it, Jordan. Where where is the moms and who's dropping the bombs? I that's an honest question. Or holy or, cow, if that, if too. there was ever a T-shirt that I would wear, right? Where's the moms dropping the bombs? <laughs> yep. Where are the moms dropping the bombs? So I don't have a good. So I don't have a good point. I don't have a good question for you. Then I'm assuming. Well. It could be anyone, really. That's kind of the mystery. And again, as us as viewers watching this along with, I guess, their point of view with Amanda and Clay and those two kids, it could be anybody. It could be the Russians. It could be It could be anybody. It could be Egypt. It could be Egypt, We don't know. Jordan. Okay, 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 that's the point is we don't know. When I say civil the war... that the Fire Nation attacked Egypt. So... You said that the daughter, Rose, comes up with a pretty sweet deal. So Rose goes to the Thorns' house, and she's eating every candy you can possibly think of. It's a beautiful mansion in the middle of the woods, and she's eating Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, she was full, full McAllister. 
just is eating it all. And then she sees a light and she sees this big, big steel door. And she goes through it and she goes down the stairs and we get straight up blast from the past. Brendan Fraser, like bomb shelter. Yeah. And equipped with fake scenery in the, in the kitchen windows, right? Just like everything you could think of. And, she just stumbles. Oh, I'm sorry. She she turns everything off. She turns everything on. And this is where I say civil war because you see all these uh, computer monitors and it's like America's under attack or America's at war or whatever. Um, and then she sees all 10 seasons of friends. So she has to put the disc in and friends and watch the movie. I feel that the family is going to find her, right? Because the last shot of the movie is friends, but Julia Roberts and Ruth over yonder sees the thorn house. So after they hold each other's hands and look over the destruction of New York, isn't Julia Roberts still going to remember about her daughter and head towards that house? And doesn't look like that. Her daughter shut the bomb shelter door. So they're going to find her, right? We can I ass- think we can assume. The mo- I think the movie is going to end with, with, like something we don't see. I think that Julie Roberts and, 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 and Ruth are going to find her. And I think eventually the men are going to come back home and they're going to be like, where's the girls, blah, blah, blah. Somehow stumble upon the thorn house. And I mean, I think that's where they would go to me. That's logical about what would happen. Well, as, uh, what's her name? Rose. Ooh. As Rose yeah. was walking, uh, when she was eating all of her junk food, she hears a noise, right? She hears Amanda and Ruth outside, presumably, and she was walking towards them, maybe to to kind of greet them. But instead, she turns down that hallway and finds the bomb shelter instead. Right. So I mean, like she may not care, but I'm saying that the other people oh, of the group is going to care. Is I think. Find I think. Yeah, because Ruth, or I'm sorry, Rose took a bike. And she had left bike tracks that led up to the house, and she parked her bike in in the front window. Or I'm sorry, the front door. Uh, or the, front the window lot. was busted. Too. Yeah, the window was busted. So those are pretty obvious signs. I'm no detective, and I'm sure none of those people are either. But that's a pretty easy sign that the right. that the one person who's missing, uh, and you know, the, there's the missing bike. I'm sure that's that's going to be easy to to find that. Now here's the thing. Yeah. Is that uh, what happens after? Well, that's what I'm saying is that I, I, I think they will go because I didn't see Rose close the door behind her, right? We didn't hear a door close. A door that big would, you would hear like a thud, right? So I think she just was done with everybody and wanted to complete her friends series. I think, I think mom and Ruth will eventually find her. The men, I don't know. The men all seem pretty stupid. One's missing a bunch of teeth. One is lying through his teeth, and the other one is so stupid he doesn't know how to brush his teeth. Hey, there was an issue with G.H. when he turned and really had that strong look at just, I need you to be on the level with me, Clay. I need you to know because what happens next is probably going to be the rest of their lives, right? Yeah, like it's it's going to be. But see, the thing is that I don't know. To me, what I'm struggling with, too, is that if this is not a civil war, if this is another country attacking us or the Illuminati allowing the country to attack us, like, 
you would think there would be soldiers, boots on the grounds. You know, like you would think there would be just chaos everywhere. Or maybe that's just my vision of what it would be. Yeah, like you would think, right? Or am I being silly on this? Like well, you would think Red Dawn would happen. You would, you would think, but at the same part, without all the boots in the ground, you know, look what was happening to the city. It looks like it was doing a pretty good job on its own without any boots on the ground. We don't know. We never see it. All we see is just a couple of smoke clouds. I mean, we don't really know. I mean, like they, Consider they it an uh, act of terrorism. Consider it, you know, that maybe anything could happen, Jordan. What if, let's just say that. In the next month, the American military was able to get everything back online. Sure. And they're able to communicate with everybody again, and everyone's kind of back online, and they're able to formulate a plan and, and kind of get, you know, to to a, a spot. You could say whatever you want, but I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't read the book. I do know, because I looked it up, that the house that Rose went into, that the owners... Uh, okay. We can assume died in San Francisco. Whoa! Oh, because didn't he say? Gh uh, said that his friend, the Thorns, noticed the um, flyers in San Francisco, right? It was something. Well, I think I looked it up too. That in the book they may mention that the owners of the house, Thorns, yeah, were in San Francisco. That this was not their only property. They were somewhere else, and they probably died. So. This is a free house, which is even more curious because why wouldn't Kevin Bacon, the contractor, that's a pretty sweet deal, man, you know? Right. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i going to be honest with you. This is going to show my hand. If I was a contractor and I knew of this house and I helped build this panic room, this panic shelter, I would try to get my family to there as soon as possible. My well, maybe my, he's got his own. Maybe we don't know, right? We don't know about what Kevin Bacon. I don't think he does because when the when the men pull up, we see a we see a young lady in the second floor with the curtain looking over. You know, yeah, so yeah. I still have to you don't know that, like you know, the benefit of being in your house, though, right? For your kid, right? I mean, yeah, but I would, I would, I would, I would head to the bomb shelter. Really That's weird just, that they credit that little girl too in the movie even though that she only had that one blip of a scene what is that kevin hell? bacon's daughter in real life <laughs> alex ray for lanza who are oh. you related to who, who or who are you sleeping with that's uh, <laughs> i hope a teddy bear jordan why is she young yeah <laughs> Jordan, Kevin Bacon's daughter in, in this, the girl in the house, yeah, she's, she's like 10 years old. Does she play 10, but she's actually 20? Come on now. You're going to tell me those American Pie kids were 18? No. <laughs> oh, boy. That was funny, though. I got you, though. You did, that dude. That was, that, was that, was, that was good. I'm glad. All right, let's go into funny. Let's go into her popcorn ratings. Um... Not a small, right? I, small is a cop out. Mini is a cop out. I mean, I don't know. Oh, like, whoa! We saw the girl in King of Staten Island. Sorry to interrupt you. Okay, go ahead. See, see, see. She may be older. <laughs> we reviewed her before. Uh, was she we... the one that was? Was she the one that was shacking up with Pete Davis in there? 
No. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> no, dude, she's like eight years old. I don't know. It's 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 Hollywood, you know. Oh, you play God. eight, but you're actually eighteen, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, Zac oh, Efron has like played this. high school kid, and he's in his forties. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, not like that, though. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, calm down. I'm glad you like my jokes, man. I hope everybody else is listening well, likes my jokes. Well, because I'm looking at a picture of the actress right now. <laughs> it's just like, she, she's eight, bud. It is like, no, that is a clear child. It okay. Is... <laughs> hey, could be could be a little person. You know, you you just don't know. Uh, No, you don't. You know, and I, you, you're you, right. We... Uh, you, just got to ask for IDs now. Jump to conclusions here, actually. Jump to conclusions. You don't know. I barely seen her. You know, she opened up a curtain and closed it. You know, I, I don't know. Oh, there's contact info and agent info. Yeah, I just don't know. Her resume? I can just click on that and get that. The IMDb Pro? <laughs> she was in Kingston. Huh? Oh, was she the one that was shacking up? Does she want to get interviewed for Movie Guys Podcast? Oh, Let's make Jesus. it happen, Jordan. I mean, we already did one child like Princess before. Oh boy, that was a good one. Um, what are we? You doing? know, this where, is, where are we at right now? Leave, leave the world behind. Popcorn. This is this is this is where I struggle, right? Because I don't ever. I want to be on record. I never want to uh, change our popcorn rating. I, I I love our popcorn rating scale. It makes logic sense. Mm-hmm. Logical sense to me. Mm-hmm. But this is where sometimes the popcorn rating scale sucks, right? Because it's like, I like the movie. But... I like I like the ending of it. Uh, there's a big chunk of it where I'm just like, dude, I'm pissed. Kind of reminds me of the killer in a way. You know what I mean? Where it's like, some parts are really, really fun and good. And the other parts are, you know punching yourself in the head um i feel like a medium's a cop out it's not a large um yeah you know i i well what did I, you think of that that ending during the the civil war implied ending i like that idea because it's not aliens right and it's and it's not russians like when they say civil war, that's something that's a little different nowadays, right? Because usually it's a foreign country that's doing it, or it's uh, foreign hackers doing it, or it's aliens doing it. It's not uh, an alt-right group that somehow has taken power. Then once they bomb everybody, they turn all the women into red, you know, cloaks and call them handmaids. You know what I mean? Well, everything's intentionally vague too. And then again. Right. Knowing that uh, I'm gonna look this up actually before I repeat it. Knowing that this movie uh, is in the Mr. Robot universe, here yeah, confirmed. Uh, makes sense because that world was pretty chaotic and it exposed a lot of kind of uh, inner workings of right world, world you, governments. You know what? I feel it'd be good if I say a small because I'm never going to see it again. I was, I was thinking about that. Like, am I going to watch this again? If I'm going to watch scenes on YouTube again, I'll give it a medium. 
but I just don't think anything is striking out as scenes that I'm going to really watch again on YouTube. Sure. Um, it's, it's okay. It does what it needs to do. It, it, it does a great job. It does a great job of asking questions of, of, of having us, the audience ask questions, which is what we're doing in this episode. Um, so that does a great job on that. I think the camera angles are really stupid choices. I think the music is great. I thought half of the cast was lackluster. Um, I hated the brother sister combo, the tick thing and losing the teeth. We don't get the teeth thing, right? I mean, they were saying that, Oh, it couldn't have been a tick. Uh, could have been radiation. Okay. Well, if it was microwave radiation, why is nobody else losing their teeth in 24 hours? You know, what's going on with that? Right. Um, so yeah, I mean like, I'm not going to give it a small because there's unanswered questions. I think those with, I think that's what makes the movie cool is that there's unanswered questions, but I just wasn't entertained enough, but it did leave me asking questions. So yeah, a small for me, a small bag of popcorn. It was fine. Eric, what is your popcorn rating or leave the world behind? Um, hmm. It's a tough one. See, it, it is a tough one. It's either a small or a medium, right? Well, yeah, yeah, and it's it's difficult because much like Sam S. and is Mr. Robot, it it just I I want more before I can give a final judgment. Almost sure, like almost I want more closure or just a more definite situation or a more definite plot of, of what the threat is or what's going on. Just want to know what's happening. But again, that's kind of the, the, the point of it, right? Is that you don't know. You just know that everything's going wrong. You don't know for how long you're just like they say in the movie, waiting it out. We just got to bunker down and wait it out, hang it out. Right. Right. And yeah, it makes me almost just want to get a gun and just hide it somewhere in the house and for the emergency when, if and when this does happen, so that if it does, I'm prepared. I can be like Kevin Bacon and say, "Hey, not in my house, buddy." Give me a thousand dollars and I'll give you three pills. We ain't prepared here neither. Get on, God, get. God, the street value of those antibiotics. What are you gonna give it? If it's just a standalone, I give it a, a small just because it get it movie it works, it really does, but the you're right, I'm not gonna watch it again. Uh, those camera angles or those camera shots rather they were trying to do. I don't understand what if it was just trying to be just orientating. Uh, just just trying to be edgy. I, I guess the, the soundtrack to it was kind of campy. I I heard the the kind of eighties, the, 80s, the um, Wow, I don't want to know that that sound effect. You know that kind of creepy sound effect where it's like, oh, what the hell is that instrument? Where it's like the metal, where you you know you ping. It's you know it's just kind of right. I know what I, you're saying. Yeah. Well, either they they use kind of uh, generic sound effects for the soundtrack, and uh, when they when it's not the music. So I don't know if so they're trying small. to make this a, a scary movie and they're trying to thriller movie. But either, either way, it took me out of it is what I'm trying to say. Uh, if it was trying to be dramatic or if it was trying to be suspenseful or if it was trying to be just down, downright scary in like these weird moments. I appreciate the characters for, for what they are. I appreciate what he's trying to build. 
again, it's a it's a small of it the standalone. If there's more to excuse me. If there's more to come, if there's a sequel, if there's a show, if there's a something an answer to tie it in for Mr. Robot or whatever because there's some E Corp stuff that were in this movie, then this could be a medium and I'd be open to to watch more of it. If this came out the sequel, I would watch it. That so I don't know if you wanna, you know, put that yeah. into uh, to account, but as of right now, uh, it, it's a one and done. Yeah, right now, I totally agree with you. If it was a sequel, I'd be interested, but right now, yeah, I'm, I'm not interested. Yeah. So a small but, for me and a small for you. Yeah, yeah, because I, I did enjoy it, but I, the other thing, too, was that runtime. Two and a half hours right. for little to no answer uh, just seemed like we could have got there a little bit faster. Yeah, we could have, and that's the thing that's kind of like... Oh. Well, that's the thing is that I think in the real world situation of that, Jordan, mm-hmm. if if that were the case, uh, I don't even know if, again, the families would, would even be together. I, f- I feel like it would just be too awkward and one family would just leave. Probably the visiting family, they would just leave and ask for a refund or something else, right? Sure. And they're just not going to come back. But right. on the options that they do happen to stay, and if it's a date with no power, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'll flip out. Yeah. <laughs> also to note that GH had a wall of albums, and in the bomb shelter they had a wall. Wall of DVDs. Of DVDs. What does that say? They all said heroes. Physical uh, data, man. Physical. Kind of information is key, right? Anything in the cloud is uh, so. Yeah, that's what I tell you. As being an IT person, is that uh, cloud is only as good until somebody says no, you don't have access to that cloud anymore. Well, then I'm part of those losers because I gave rid of all my DVDs. I'll have nothing. I don't have a DVD player. Physical property, baby. Keep your DVDs, keep your CDs, your record players, uh, your comics, your books. Well, well, keep keep the Movie Guys podcast episodes. Just download, download the Movie them. Guys podcast episodes, yeah. Just download them so you have an archive, right? We're over 600 episodes. That's what it says on our iTunes. That'll get you through the apocalypse. Not iTunes. iTunes is not around anymore. I'm sorry. Apple Music. But again, Podcast we're, app. you know, we're there for when you leave the world behind. Right. Nice. Yes, 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 yes. Movie Guys Podcast at podbean.com. Congratulations. This is one of the first episodes of 2024. We've made it. This is for you, right? Congratulations. This is this is this is going on season nine now, bud. And we, we ain't slowing down. Keep it going. Keep it going. All right. Go to movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Wherever you get your podcast from, we are on. Eric, thanks so much for joining me. And we'll be back next week, next Thursday, another awesome episode. Have a good night. Well, because we want to get a nice, fancy one. Got a good one. Got to get one, man.
Yeah, well, we will. It's just everybody else is. We're taking care of everybody else for Christmas, you know. You, know? you got to buy some hay dudes for people. You gotta, you know, you gotta get one. God, are you excited for those hay dudes? Uh, not as excited as you are. Stop lying. You see that? Super right there? excited to get some hay dudes, and not just any old hay dudes, but some U of M blue and maize. Hey dudes, and then for some reason some gray in the middle. Is that the gray hey dude? Yeah, kind of. Cool, cool. It's gonna be great. Everyone's gonna think I'm supporting Ukraine with these shoes. Yeah, that's kind of the point. Is it? Yeah. To to <laughs> send me a gift as a Wolverine as a U of M gift, but to mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. laugh to yourself because. I'm going to be walking around thinking um, that I'm fooling everyone that I'm in support of Ukraine. Correct. Yes. So much so that I bought a pair of shoes. And then when people ask, hey, did you buy those shoes? He loves defending patriots. You know, and it's not so much Ukraine, it's so much as it's standing up for that Putin. Yeah, I don't care about Ukraine. Do you know that I had a person today at uh, where I work uh, come in and we were uh, nonsense talking and somehow I got into the subject that I bought a a case of Bud Light and it cost me six bucks. And he literally just stood up and said, I'm leaving. See you later. (laughs) And he walks out the door. Bro, yeah, don't no but no Bud Light around here yeah. around these parts, but 